Um, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, um, at least the few ladies that listen. We appreciate all of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the Next Apex podcast. I'm uh, Josh Bayless, at Josh underscore Bayless on Instagram, as always, joined by Mr. Donovan Tompkins. Hello. Um, at D Tompkins Photos for now on Instagram. Supposedly going to be changing relatively soon. We'll find out. Yep. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, this week has been a little bit more lackluster than last week, but last, I mean, last week was just a freaking like, there was just so much. Yeah, there was news. a lot of big news. There's just a lot. There's, there's kind of a lot. There's a lot of little stuff this week. Little stuff? Yeah. I really haven't been paying attention this week. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's that's why I'm here. Yeah. I got I, you. I definitely appreciate that. You have more time than I do right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Awesome. Well, um, well, what's what's kind of, what's the biggest thing you've got so far this week? Um. Well, I'll take a look. Um. But anyways, viewers, we are going to do news, and then we are going to do a poll versus poll, um, and then also a used car this week, by the way. Yeah, we're bringing uh, everything back because we actually have time. Yep. <laughs> last week it was just all news. It was crazy. It was, it was insane last week. Um, but let's see. Let me go through here. I kind of picked like on purposely, like kind of off kind of stuff, like no big news. Okay. Uh, kind of more funny, or just see what we think about it. See where it goes, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got you. But you did ask for the biggest thing. Yes, biggest thing of the week. Biggest thing is that Rolls Royce uh, came out with a coach-built creation, the boat tail. I did hear about this. I haven't seen any of it. I'm going to be honest with you, but oh, I did you haven't see... seen it? No, I haven't. You seen look it up myself. pictures on your phone. Uh, but I did see, uh, like, I saw Mr. JWW uploaded a video of it, and mm. I, I can't remember who else it was that I saw. But yeah, I have seen like a couple of photos of it. Like, I know that the rear end kind of opens up. Yes. Like, <laughs> yep, like and it's got like hatch. tables. Um, and by the way, viewers, Rolls Royce every once in a while does these one-off Rolls Royces, and they're crazy. Um, they're essentially like a concept car but is actually street legal and made for one customer. I just want to point out that it has an amazing like margarita umbrella in it. <laughs> yes. Yes. A literally an umbrella comes out of this car. So <laughs> like when I say it's one off, it's one off. <laughs> yeah. This will this... probably never be created again. No. Having an umbrella come out of the car. It's also got a table that comes out. Like you can, that's pretty dope. Yes. Oh, and by the way, when I mean umbrella comes out of the car. I don't mean like the umbrella that's in the door. That's in other Rolls Royces. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like it literally sticks umbrella. out of the car. On the rear of the car. Yeah, where like where the, the trunk would be. The car doesn't even have a trunk. If you're watching this in video format, um, we can probably upload a picture on it. Do you think? Yes, it, yeah. that is true. Perfect. Soon we will, uh, or at least we're planning to be on YouTube, and we're going to upload the full podcast, hopefully. Hopefully this week. Possibly. Let's let's cross our fingers. If you're listening, yes. if you're watching the full episode... I'm going to be looking at the camera whenever I say this. If you're watching the full episode on YouTube, that means we did this successfully. <laughs> yes. It means we figured it out. Exactly. <laughs> We're experimenting, guys. We're sorry. <laughs> um, so how much was this thing? So I don't think they officially set a price. Really? I think Do you remember the one that they made like years the ago? Tail. The, yes, that one. So the they did tail. mention that. Um, the sweat tail was $13 million. And that 13. was like the most that was the most expensive new car ever made at the time, correct? And the rumor is that this is going to top it. Really? Yes, I believe I've seen a couple sources on the internet that are saying somewhere in the 18. 
Jeez. And I assume this one, again, is just a single car. Like, they're only making the one. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's made so, for a specific customer. Um, although, even with that being said, it still says there's 1,813 unique parts to this car. That is not on any other Range Rover. I mean, it makes sense why it costs as much as it does. Yeah. Because you have to go through and, like, R&D all of those parts. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I do want to talk about one other, now that I'm thinking about it. I want to talk about one other um, sort of coach-built car, we'll call it, I guess, um, that got reviewed this week mm-hmm. uh, by a few different places, and that was the Aston Martin Victor. Have you oh, seen that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Dude, B12, I love that thing. It's like 836 horsepower made it yeah. to manual. I believe it's based off of the Vulcan. Well, it's a mixture of Vulcan and 177 parts and a little yeah. bit of Valkyrie. So the, the Vulcan um, chassis is the main thing. Um, in the side pipes, mm-hmm. one seven seven suspension, um, one seven seven steering rack, mm-hmm. yeah, um, one seven seven interior, essentially. The engines from the Vulcan, probably right. Engine is from the Vulcan, although bored out a little bit. Okay, and they sent it to Cosworth and they tuned it a little bit extra, and they took it from like seven fifty six to eight thirty six. <laughs> Jeez. So it makes just under an extra. It makes about seventy. 70 more horsepower, essentially. And not only that, but they developed a manual for it. Yes, now it has a manual. Which is crazy. Yes, and have you seen the interior on this thing? Oh, it's beautiful. It is so gorgeous. That whole car, I love the look of that car. I love how it's retro, but... Literally, literally everything is... Everything that I look at and, like, saw in that car, it was just like... it It was like I was seeing, like, 80s come to real life. Oh, yeah. Or come to the modern day. It was like, this thing... I know. I just want it so bad. <laughs> I wish I wish automakers did that type of stuff more often. Like that's that's an awesome build. I want to see <laughs> This is going to sound really stupid, but I want to see Nissan do that with the Z. <laughs> like just bring back like bring back like retro like interior bits. Like Porsche's <laughs> yeah. done it a little bit with the seats. Like you can you can get the you can get the in the inserts on the seats on mm-hmm. your GT3 to the be plaid. yeah with the plaid yeah and I think that's super sick yeah yeah no, it's definitely cool so I I just I don't know I wish I wish automakers would do that more especially with like the heritage mod like heritage style models like the Nissan Z like the Supra like the well 911 mm-hmm. so I think this thing is super sick um, I watched the JWW video on it I know Top Gear made a video on it as well and yeah. um. It was fitted with race brakes, but it's a road car. Yeah, that's what's interesting too. Is that it's like kind of based on the Vulcan, but it's road. It's road legal. Road ready. Yeah. Whereas the Vulcan isn't. Yeah, and it has the Vulcan steering wheel. Yeah, I saw with the one seven seven steering rack. Yeah, which apparently <laughs> might start becoming a thing because of Tesla. What the the yoke steering wheel? The oh, the yoke steering wheel. I hate yeah. it. <laughs> I know. I think it's so dumb. The only reason why you would ever use it is if it's a race car. Like, give me a circle yeah please I, i'm okay with a flat bottom i like i like I mean, a yeah nice, that's fine i like a nice flat bottom steering wheel yeah. i'm not gonna lie even the ch like weird rectangular steering wheel is okay with me yeah yeah i'd be fine with that too yeah but i prefer a circle give me a circle it just works better all right so the um, other uh the other topic i'd pulled up another kind of basoak car is they added a windshield to the McLaren Elva. I did see that. Yeah. I think and I sent you this on Instagram, and I was like, doesn't this defeat the purpose of the that's, car? It really does. 
Um, so if the viewers don't know, the McLaren Elva is a completely topless McLaren. Um, zero windshield. Insanely fast, no top, zero windshield. Um, and that was like the experience was the fact that it didn't have a windshield. It was like almost like an aerial atom, but with over 800 horsepower, I think. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, McLaren decided to go back and add a windshield to it. Yeah, which I guess might be to... I don't know. I'm fairly certain the Elva sold out, did it not? Like I'm pretty sure. All I'm pretty sure, so, pretty sure it's all sold out. So why? what was the need then to make more with a windshield i i don't know um and mclaren's been kind of doing this i feel like for a little while where they're just pumping out special editions yeah there's so many special Their editions. special editions aren't really special anymore it's like which sucks because i like mclaren mclaren makes great cars but like their their special cars aren't special yeah right so it, I don't know. It, it, it I, I watched. The, did you watch the Doctor Demuro, Demuro video where he kind of talked about this? Um, I might have. I'm. I might have. Yeah. So yeah. So Doug Demuro kind of touched on this a couple weeks ago. I think it was like two or three weeks ago, and he was talking about how basically like they've just oversaturated the special car market. Yeah, and I totally agree with that too. A hundred percent. And there's no such thing as a special McLaren anymore because, right. like, everything is a special 720S. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? You, you get the Senna is based off the 720S chassis. And then the Sabre is a special version of the Senna, which is a special version of the 720S. Right. And you have the 765. It's, it's all based then, on the 720S, basically. Yeah. Unless it's the six, unless it's the 600 line, or the 570 line, rather. Yeah, which is uh, soon changing with yes. their hybrid. Yes, with the Artura. But, um, which yeah. the Artura does look sick, but I just hope they don't make the same mistake where they like just make special car after special car after special yeah, car. Yeah, out of that one, car. I don't think they will. But uh, yeah, you're right. Like Pretty much all these upgraded cars are just a 720 with different panels. and Yeah. I mean, more engineering, of course. Um, but the base of everything is a 720S, and that does make it a little bit less unique, um, especially when you keep pumping them out <laughs> yeah exactly and that's why mclaren has two million dollar special edition cars and rolls royce has 18 million dollar special edition cars <laughs> and that's also why mclaren had to sell their technology center in woking <laughs> yep. to an american company i don't even remember who was that purchased it do you remember I don't know. I remember it was like some big name brand or like not a big name brand, but like a big name in like investment firm or whatever. But hmm. I didn't look into it too much, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, adding a windshield to this car. Come on. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of purchasing, I do want to just touch on real quick. OK. Um, I believe it was I can't remember the name of the group. Um, it was like Quantum Group AG, I believe is what they were called. Oh yes. Um, put in an offer uh, to Volkswagen Group AG to purchase their subsidiary brand Lamborghini Automobili mm-hmm. in whole. Yeah. And the 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 offer was for nine uh, nine point two billion dollars. Um, and I was I was watching a video from Life of Palos kind of describe, uh, describing everything. It just popped up in my feed earlier this morning, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and um, essentially, they described that what they wanted to do is they wanted to use the brand Lamborghini 
um, to kind of drive forward with new um, like electric technology and stuff like that. Yeah. And as a purist, <laughs> as a Lamborghini purist, I saw that and immediately spit in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And also Volkswagen did too because they declined it pretty much immediately. Yeah. I mean, it sat for a day or so. And then oh, it did it. It sat for like a day. And then all of a sudden, Lamborghini, or not Lamborghini, Volkswagen was like, yeah, this isn't happening. Yeah. Sorry. And I think Volkswagen even reached out and said that they're not interested at all in selling Lamborghini. Yeah. For now, there has been rumors for a little while that Volkswagen might do this. Um, but I think in a statement, I believe so, that Volkswagen was like, yeah, we're no, we're not selling it yet. Yeah, no. Now, I do know that Volkswagen has been talking about um, possibly spinning off some of their successful brands. Um, There's been talks for a while that Bentley's going to join Audi. Yes. There and has been basically, Bentley's just going to become like a trim level of Audi, yeah. I believe. But um, it it there's been a lot of talks of them like spinning off like for 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 market share purposes kind of like what fiat chrysler did with ferrari back in mm-hmm. like 16 or 17 um, where they spun ferrari off into its own subsidiary and let it trade on the uh, on, on the new mm-hmm. york stock exchange okay, yeah, yeah. Of, as its own entity so there's been rumors that volkswagen was going to do that with porsche um as well as i believe lambo um, hmm. which they would still be controlled. Like they would basically be their own company, but they'd still be controlled by Volkswagen. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, and I mean, whenever Fiat Chrysler did that with Ferrari, not only did it free up some extra cash for Fiat Chrysler, but it also made Ferrari like 20 times more profitable. So it's a thing that could happen. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, just be interesting. I, I definitely feel like a Porsche stock would just fly. <laughs> Porsche, definitely. Yeah. I think, come on now, it's a Porsche. Yeah, exactly. You got some geniuses Speaking over of there. which, have you heard the story of how Porsche kind of got um, underneath the Volkswagen umbrella? I did. I did. I did see that, yes. Yeah. It was an interesting story. It's a very interesting story. And also, if when you see the story, you realize how much business matters yeah even go if check it's out, just for an enthusiast brand go check out the donut media video and how Vol- uh, porsche almost bought volkswagen it was like a week ago it was very good there you go yeah um still talking about lamborghini and also porsche and also audi because they rule the world apparently in the car world um lamborghini earth owners have a very inconvenient problem what's that as titled by Carbus. Um, basically, the twin turbo V8 in those models are being recalled. Really? Um, only a few, though. Okay. Um, so, from the Porsche Cayenne Turbo, GTSs, um, but they're also the Audi RS8, or I'm sorry, RSQ8, uh, RS6, R7, SQ7, SQ8. Um, but it was only like a couple handfuls. Um, but this is proof that, yes, they all share the same engine. Yeah. Which, <laughs> because they're I all mean, getting recalled at the same time. <laughs> I mean, I think we all knew that, but like... Some people, I feel like, some people don't know. I, I definitely feel like that's accurate because there's a lot of people that I will talk to um, that you know aren't exactly car people. And they'll be like, oh, I want the Lamborghini SUV like so bad. And I'm like, well, just get the Audi. It's cheaper. It's the same thing. You have the same interior. Like... It's yeah. literally the same car. And they're like, Virtually no, the that same one's a Lamborghini. Thing. It's clearly faster. I'm like, 
you just put a chip tune in the Audi and it's as fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, th- some enthusiasts do know that is based on the same thing, but there's still a lot of people out there, including enthusiasts, that don't know that this is like all the same platform. <laughs> all yeah, these SUVs, super SUVs, if you want to call it that. Those SUVs even share a platform with the Atlas. but great vehicles nonetheless yeah absolutely Um, i kind of just wanted to bring it up just to say that just to like prove that hey these are the same platform yeah do you have a (laughs) do you have a particular preference on any of the suvs on that platform oh man well yours is last for me actually really why i'm not a fan of the urus really i think it's i think it's big just because well first of all it's more expensive than those for basically the same thing um but also just design I'm not a big fan of the design inside or out. I feel like the, the I, I don't mind the I don't mind the interior. I think the interior is actually kind of cool. The front end, like if they had designed like where the grills are with black rather than body color, hmm. it would look a little bit better in my opinion. It might look better. I still don't think it would look as good as the Cayenne Turbo or the RS Q8. The RS Q8 is a good looking vehicle. I love that thing. It's a very good looking vehicle, and it's also not too much. There's no. a lot of vehicles nowadays that do too much. Not unless you get the 23-inch wheels. The wheels are big, but also the brakes are massive too, though. Yes, but to I'll fit just, those, I'll just stick with the 22s. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, RSQ8 is a great-looking SUV, um, and same with, same with the Cayenne too. And, yeah, I love the Cayenne. And also, I mm, might even like the Cayenne Interior the most out of those three. Um, I think interior wise, I'm maybe gonna, I'm basic. I think in, interior wise, I think the the Cayenne is second for me. I think the the Audi comes first. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. Exterior is very close between those two. Yeah, they're both good looking. The Cayenne's more traditional for an SUV, which is kind of funny saying that. I feel yeah. like what a world we live in, bro. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. It looks a, a Porsche looks looks kind of um, looks subtle. traditional. Yes, it looks subtle yes. and traditional. But that's also what I like about Porsche. They they go with what works and they exactly. what they know works. And they and they aren't or what's it called? They're not too shouty. Oh no, sub- absolutely not subdued. Whereas that Lamborghini front end is all shouty. It's all there is. Very shouty. Yeah. Uh, same with the rear too. Rear is a little bit shouty too. Yeah. I'm looking at pictures right now of it. But then again, I mean, that's exactly what those customers are going for. They yeah. just want literally no, totally all it is sense. for them is just a status symbol. Like, oh, hey, look, I've got a Lambo. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. Uh, I've got a Lambo. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. No. Part. Definitely. Partially. Yeah. There's at least 25% of them that's thinking, look at me. Yeah. I've got a Lambo. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I was, trying to, I was trying to make them not look bad or anything but no you're right lamborghini name definitely plays a role especially in the suv market i feel like yes 100 percent, yes like if you're if you're going for one of their sports cars that might not be the only thing the only reason yeah why you, you care because it has a specific feeling of yeah. the vehicle yeah but like we've mentioned rsq8 cayenne you're basically all the same, all the same emotion yeah. for the most part few a little change here and there yeah like the porsche is going to be a little bit better through the corners and the RSQ8's got a little bit better technology, but it's all pretty much the same. Overall, same package. Exactly. Um. Anyways, whatever. What was I going to go to next? I don't know. Let's see here. Uh, should we go to this one? You know what? Let's talk about this one because we're talking it? about status and brand and how much that matters. Okay. Um. Because the Jeep Grand Wagoneer 
has the configurator has came up. I actually really like the Grand Wagoneer, by the way. Well, I don't know if you'll like the price. Oh, no. Wait, no. I think I know what the price is. Isn't it like starting in the 90s? It's quite expensive. Uh, starting price for the Grand Wagoneer. There is a standard Wagoneer, by the way. Um, although I'm not sure of the total difference between the standard Wagoneer and just a Grand Cherokee. But Maybe they're getting rid of the Grand Cherokee. Um, maybe they are. Who knows? It's FCA. <laughs> well, not long. No longer Stellantis. Whatever. St- <laughs> Stellantis. Stellantis. We are Stellantis. Get it right. Um, Grand Wagoneer, a little bigger, and I think um more luxurious. Starts at eighty-seven five. Okay, so that was close with ninety. And with options, can get up to a hundred and ten thousand dollars. Definitely thought you were going to say one hundred and twenty. Really? Yeah. That is quite interesting. Does that show you that I'm not surprised by this at all? Yes. And yeah, I'd actually like for you to, to say your per, your perspective. The reason for it is because the Cadillac Escalade exists. Okay. And the Cadillac Escalade starts at a very similar price. You, well, you, I'll look it up yeah. while you talk about it. Yeah. And people are willing to pay ridiculous amounts for the Cadillac Escalade because it's body on frame. It's he, it's a huge SUV. You really can't get it anywhere else. Like The, the, the X7 isn't big enough. Um, in comparison, it, like it, 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 it's tiny in comparison. So is the Q7. Um, and then the only other place you can really go to get an SUV that big, I guess the Navigator, the Lincoln Navigator. Yeah. But I think that even is a little bit smaller than the Escalade. So the Wagoneer, I feel like, is its chief rival is going to be the Escalade. Hmm. And okay. it's going for that sort of flashy, like, look at me, American luxury suv sort of vibe and the customers that buy those things want to be seen um and want to spend a lot okay like that's kind of what i've noticed with specifically with like escalade buyers right can confirm that pricing does just about match up with escalade uh escalade is actually cheaper though even for the i spec'd out the big version yeah uh starts at 83 okay uh, whereas the Grand Wagoneer starts at 87, which is interesting considering the Grand Wagoneer is just now coming out yeah. versus Escalade, which is kind of more of a tried and true name. Um, well, but I they do top out about the same at about 110. I have a feeling, though, that the Grand Wagoneer is probably going to have a little bit better interior quality. I don't think so. I think you got will. a thing for a Cadillac, man. You do not like them. I don't know. I don't hate Cadillac, although I will say that my family owns one and I just don't really like it that much. I think you'd but be surprised. I think if you got a newer, I think if you got an Escalade, you'd like the interior. Maybe I'll go drive one next week. We'll see. All right. <laughs> Do it. And then we'll get back to it. Yeah. But um, I don't know because I'd actually place my bet on Cadillac having the better interior. Well, I guess we'll wait, have to wait and find out, really. I know that, um, what's it called? Uh, if they do, do we know what kind of infotainment system they've got coming into the wagon here? Um, I don't know. Like, exactly. is it shared with the is it shared with the new RAM? I don't think so. Okay, it's that, separate. That RAM infotainment system is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it should be a good infotainment system. They're putting a heavy emphasis on technology in this vehicle. In fact, it even has. A secondary display for the passenger, like the Porsche Taycan. Okay, so yeah, so they're they're, they're emphasizing technology in here. So good. I think so, they'll figure out the screens again. That's probably another reason why it's going to be costing a bit more than the Escalade. Yeah, that's one reason. 
I um, think I think uh, again I think they're trying to take over that premium market that premium American definitely. SUV yeah so. I, I just don't know if I take it over the Escalade I like the new Escalade quite probably, a bit I probably would this is also be partially probably because I'm a Mopar guy but yeah. it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> but man that's quite expensive I know but you'll have people buying it <laughs> yeah uh, to me, it's just crazy that's more than a, like quite a bit more than an X7, even yeah. like really loaded. I mean, well, again, this is so a little it, bit bigger. It's going to be it, bigger than the X7. And you're going to be able to get quite a few of the same options as you can get yeah, the X7. Yeah, it does say even, it even has massaging seats. Yep. And like we mentioned, technology is um, an emphasis on this Grand Wagoneer. Yep, and it'll be, you'll have a, pr- so like obviously you 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 know the X7. You know that you can get the captain's I know it shares. very well. And so you know that even with the captain's chairs, you still have to move the seat in order to get to the back, which completely defeats the purpose of having the captain's chairs. Uh, it depends. The main focus of having the captain's chairs in the second row is so you can have the little aisle. The little yeah, alleyway, I mean, you right? can. I can go. I can fit in between the captain's chairs. I can't. <laughs> okay. Well, my legs are too big. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're if this is solely a family SUV then the Grand Wagoneer will be a little bit better. Yeah, that's kind of what um, I think they're going for, is like the yeah. big family luxury, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is exactly what the Escalade was built for. So yeah. it, they're basically just going head-to-head with the Escalade, which will be interesting to see, interesting to watch. I think, personally, think the, the Jeep is going to take it, but we'll see. All right, we'll wait for the Doug DeMuro video to come out. Daddy Doug. no no we got that recording too (laughs) dang there's no taking it back now (laughs) it's going up hey man i'm not saying that that's okay i'm never that down bad (laughs) (laughs) good lord (laughs) hey man doug doug demuro is a savior oh my god (laughs) just speaking it's a religion and your spouse. Quirks and features, man. Quirks and features. Gosh. Um, well, somehow we always manage to like chain these up together. We were just talking about the X7. Let's talk about the BMW X8. Because it's happening. Why? It's happening. Why? Oh, wait. Oh, I remember hearing about this now, actually. Yeah, this is going to be like the, the sort of like coupe version of the of the X7, right? Yes. Okay. So it's going to have this stupid sloping roof? Um, A little bit. But I'm looking at pictures. It's really not that slopey. Here, let me look. That doesn't look too bad. It kind of reminds me no. of the Cayenne Coupe. It's really not that sloopy. Um, the reason why we're bringing it up is because there's one with all the camouflage on it. And it's testing at the Nürburgring. Well, yeah, I would expect that. It's the so the way that BMW kind of like does their stuff, right? Is you have I the the even numbered ones. The mm-hmm. even numbered cars are supposed to be the sporty cars. Yes, and then the odd numbered ones are supposed to be the luxury cars. Mm-hmm. Even though the M3 and M5 exist, um, <laughs> um, well, I think it's more so for the SUVs. It still carries over to the sedan. A little bit, yeah, yeah, but. Um, because it's an X8, which is even, um, they're going to be testing it around the Nürburgring. They're going to be trying to make sure that it can handle as well as possible and has a lot of power. Yeah. It's the same reason that they did it with the X6. 
Let's not I pretend just hate that this, this wasn't man. expected. I just hate this. I'm not saying I it's disagree. Humongous. I'm not saying I disagree with you. It's completely <laughs> I know, I know. pointless on You're track. explaining it. Yeah. There's just their mentality. They know that people are going to buy this. Yeah. That's the only reason why they're making it. They're like, yeah, people are going to buy this and we're going to make a lot of money off it. Yeah. Um, supposedly, um, this is a little bit of difference between the X8 and the X7, um, especially compared to the other SUVs in BMW's lineup. And the, the other SUVs in BMW's lineup, the X6 matches the X5 in terms of performance. Yeah. Really. Um, and also on the trim levels you get, the engines match up as well. X8 is going to be different. So there is the X8 M50i with the twin turbo V8 523 horsepower. Um, but there will be a full M version. Whereas the X7 there isn't. Goodness, I could I did not finish my yawn there. I expected the full blown M on this one. Right, um, because it's I mean, an eight. If you look yeah, exactly. If you look at the if you look at the go back to the sedan lineup, they have an M eight, but they don't have an M seven. Yes. Um which is supposed to have and I think it's gonna be a hybrid. Um it's supposed to have somewhere around seven hundred and fifty horsepower. Sounds about right. Actually, it's a boat, so yeah. Um, but it's crazy. I would say Trackhawk competitor, but the Trackhawk's a lot smaller. <laughs> so Grand Wagoneer Hellcat. Oh god! Oh, you know that'll definitely happen. I don't know about definitely, but it should. It, it probably definitely will. should happen. It definitely it should probably happen. Probably will, especially if they want to compete with Cadillac through and through, because you know there's the Hennessy Cadillac. Oh yeah, yeah, because Cadillac 1, did that. <laughs> yes um but man i i don't know i just i just find it so weird to see this flying through the nurburgring like it's such a big vehicle do you really need it to be good at the nurburgring no but come on again people are gonna people are going to pay for it because it'll say it's the biggest luxury suv that's fastest around the nurburgring like I know, that's crazy. just where the market's at nowadays. It's really annoying. Also, I've I've tend to notice that one of the ways they're able to get these big SUVs to handle so well is big old tires. Yeah. Just throw some big stickies on there. Three thirty fives, bro, all the way around. I'm wondering how big the tires are going to be on this because it's so much weight. Three thirty fives all the way around. It legit might be in the three hundreds. For an SUV, three thirty-fives all the way around. I'm telling, I'm calling. I'm it looking now. at this. I'm looking at this one picture, and these rears look quite meaty. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sure you've take seen. Take a look. Like my, my. Come here, take a look. Okay. Look at those rears. Yeah. Those are some meaty rears. Yeah, I guarantee you that the X8M or whatever it's going to be called will have something along the lines of three thirty-five all the way around. At least, um, at least a three oh five. Minimum, at least three five. Because isn't the isn't the X six like tossing around two ninety fives? I can look it up. I'll look it up real quick. All right, go for it. I swear it's tossing around like two ninety fives or something along those lines. Like at least a two eighty five. I'm pretty minimum. certain. Like my mom, my my mom's Q seven has two eighty fives square. Um, let's see. It looks like even the base model has two seventy fives. Yeah, exactly. They're um, oh. <laughs> what is it? Oh my gosh! What is it? 
Oh wait, I don't. I don't know if this is right. I got to make sure it's this is be right, right before I say it. It's Michelin. Um, Michelin. Yeah, but it's it showed Porsche for a second. Oh, let's see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, all right, all right. Take your time. Um, it looks like two eighty fives in the front. Two eighty fives in the front. Three twenty fives in the rear. <laughs> I I I work at a dealership and I didn't even know this. I'm not far off. Because this is just insane. I'm not far off. <laughs> Jesus. That is crazy, man. Those that's so big. Yeah, I know. There's a reason oh that you pull gosh. up behind one of the light and all you look at is the tires. Because you're just like, what on earth? Jeez. So yeah, you're right. It's gotta be at least thirty three thirty-fives, might even be three forty-fives on an SUV <laughs> that's meant for your family. Yeah. Is it pointless a hundred percent? Are people going to buy it a hundred percent? Am I no? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just find this so crazy. Like when when do the numbers stop going like, up? With these SUVs, I've stopped getting surprised. I've stopped being surprised and stopped being disappointed because I just expect it now. Like I guarantee you that next year we're gonna have some hybrid SUV from Mercedes. Mercedes, that, yep. Yeah, some hybrid SUV from Mercedes that's or gonna BMW. put out about a thousand horsepower and. Yeah. It's just is there any point to it? No. Is it going to happen? Probably. I just I just every time I see stuff like this, I just wonder when are their numbers gonna stop. I guarantee you it'll be a GLS coupe. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> have a definitely. Horsepower. And they'll probably have a Maybach version of it too. Yeah. <laughs> that does like floaty bits. With a V twelve. Yeah. <laughs> just cause why not? Just start exactly. throwing everything at it. It'll be a twin turbo V twelve. <laughs> It'll be 698 horsepower specifically. I don't know. With with just the engine. With just with, the engine. And then a battery pack to yeah, also yeah, add yeah, another yeah, yeah. 150 horsepower. Two electric motors to power the front wheels. Jeez, dude. <laughs> like, How, how's just, there even enough space to throw all that at This it? is the world we live in right now with SUVs. I can't... Like, I'm... There's, Surely, at some point, there's going to be oversaturation of SUVs. Correct? Apparently at some not. Point, because uh, how many, like, how many SUVs are in BMW and Mercedes lineups? Oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> especially Mercedes. Mercedes has so many vehicles. They have almost too many. I feel like. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I'm a car enthusiast, and there, I do not remember every model. That apart they, from the GT like, cars, apart from the GTs, do they still currently make like any of the S lines, like the SL, the SL, the SLK, the SLC, whatever the heck, like the S, like are those still here right now? Because I know, I know the SL I don't is think coming, so. I know the SL is coming back, but I don't know that's currently being made. So there's one coming back. I don't think they have any. There's none uh, being produced right now. What about the SLC? Is that still here, or is that gone? I'm pretty sure all of those are gone. So I'm pretty sure you like the only convertibles you have is like the C class convertible and then the AMG GT. I think that's it for Mercedes. So, so all the, they're focusing on is like passenger vehicles basically for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So let's see. So they've got the A class, they've got the CLA class, they've got the CLS class, they've got the C class, they've got the E class, the S class. S class, the B class. I forgot. S the B class, class, both in four door and two door. Yep. And then you've got the, and then you've got the GLA, then you got the GLC, 
GLB. Oh, I forgot about the GLB. Yeah. You get the GLE. GLS. GLS. And then you get the G. Yeah. <laughs> then you get the AMG GTs. Yep. And then you got the GTs. And you also and have a hypercar coming. And the GT four door and the AMG one. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and an SL for, coming. And let's not forget the sprinter vans. Oh, <laughs> yes. That business as well. Yes, they also make work vans. Yes, they do, and which you can turn into actually pretty fantastic luxury vehicles. I say, I say it's about another two years. We'll start seeing Mercedes forklifts, probably (laughs) tractors, forklifts, maybe even ATVs. Who knows? Four wheelers. I'd be okay with that dirt bike. I I would love a Mercedes dirt bike. Give me Mercedes. Give me an electric dirt bike, please. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's crazy, bro. The the Mercedes lineup right now is just on another level. Like I don't understand where they're going. I feel bad for the for the old guys there that are salesmen. Yeah. Like they're like, what is going on? Yeah. Where did where where did the simplicity of this brand go? Oh, it's crazy. I remember like ten years ago I was just like in love with Mercedes and now I just bashed them. <laughs> <laughs> they I mean, they they kind of changed. Yeah, for the they've worse. changed. I, I want, I want my old Mercedes back, please. Like, 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 2010 Mercedes. 2000 Merce- come back. 2010 Mercedes was peak Mercedes. Yeah, somewhere around there was peak Mercedes, and yeah. then it started all. 2006 BMW, in my opinion, was peak BMW. Hmm. Ah, I don't know. Because <laughs> you had the e, you had the E90 M3s, you had the V10 M5. Although they weren't the most reliable, they were really fun cars. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hmm. So that I feel like is my personal favorite generation of M- of BMW. What do you think? Where do you lie? Man, um, that's hard. You earlier, later. I think it's actually close that they're still in their prime. You going because they're still they're still they're still um. I'd say they're still pretty enthusiast driven. I mean, I feel like they're coming back to it. I feel like the the previous genera- the previous crop of BMW Okay, around twenty fifteen, was... yeah. yeah. Yeah, they kinda of fell out. But yeah. I think I think they're coming back. I think they're I think they're starting to come back around for yeah. sure. I mean you got the M two C S. Yep. Just saying Which ignore is... the grill. The new M three and M four are fantastic cars. Yep. Trust me. And and the grill's growing on me. I never thought I would say that, but I'm actually kinda of starting to like it. <laughs> Um, and then their passenger cars are great too. Yeah, I mean they're, they're they're just making good cars again, and they're fun to drive again, and they're keeping their they're they're keeping their interiors simplistic because they're keeping them you know kind of like the same as they're they're, they're doing they're pulling the Porsche nine eleven on their interior where they're just keeping it essentially the same and just evolving it. Yeah, so that you're perfecting a design that which I don't mind. Work. Exactly, um, I don't either. BMW's interiors are fantastic. The only thing I would argue is that they don't change at all depending on your model. That's the only downside right. to the, the BMWs right now is that the interior you get out of a 3 Series is the exact same you get out of an 8 Series. They Bar switch materials. out some of the materials and a couple things here and there, but it's the exact same. And layout. I'm sure there's some different features and whatnot that you can get yeah. on the top stuff. I actually just drove an M8 Comp just like a few days ago yeah. and... Yeah, it's literally the exact same thing that I also drove in a three series loaner car. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the biggest um, 
uh, downside with BMW's um, strategy with the interiors right now. Are they good interiors though? I actually really like their interiors. I do too. So they're, very yes. simple, they're, they're very easy to understand uh, uh, unless yeah. you're using an older iDrive system. Yeah, I, I really like their newer iDrive system. Yeah. Although wow. I still, pre- I do still prefer Audi's MMI. I know, I know you like Audi's. I, I, Audi's MMI is just on point. I think they're, I think they're pretty close. I think sometimes I actually like BMWs more. Really? Yeah. I just find myself, I just find it so much easier to navigate through MMI. Yeah, I think touchscreen wise, Audi's is better. Mm-hmm. But at when I'm driving, I like to use the scroll wheel. Actually, that's I've actually enough. gotten very used to the scroll wheel, and I actually like using the scroll wheel. I more. mean, that's fair enough. Whenever you're, whenever you're driving, you don't really want to be looking at what you're touching. That's yeah. something I've noticed with my car is, you know, whenever I'm driving mm. around, I really don't want to be trying to like reach for something. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather just reach down, boom, 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 yeah. and then yeah. be done. So I definitely get that. Anyways, we got a little bit off topic. That's fine. Uh, what do we got next? You know, let's just go completely a different route. Kind of a little fun. Oh, boy. Um, Should I be although we're still talking or? about the Nurburgring. Okay. So, yes. What? I said, should I be scared for this? You said, no, we're still talking no, about the Nurburgring. No. I said, yes. Um, I'm actually trying to see the record that they broke. I'm not even sure of the record that they broke. I just thought it was fun. Who was it? Uh, What's the brand? It's a Mazda. Mazda? Yeah. So it's a, it's just an enthusiast car. Someone put a 3.6 liter V6 LFX engine from the Camaro, but it's the V6. They stuffed that into a uh, little MX-5. I love this. <laughs> was yep. What generation of uh, MX-5? Um, was it the NA and B? The um, NC. NC? Yep. Oh, it's the wide body one. The wide one. Well, he did a custom wide body anyway. Uh, so it's a modified MX-5, and guess what? He did a Nurburgring lap record of seven minutes and thirty-three seconds, and a little Not Miata. Bad. Not bad. That's pretty darn quick. So what was the record that he broke? Did you? Find That's what it I'm or? trying to find out because it says it's a record. Um, but it's kind of like buried, and you're having to look for it. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Yeah. What? I'm sure it was probably like the fastest like Miata time or something like that. Or maybe the fastest time definitely. for that particular engine or I think I think it's just fastest for a Miata. Okay. I mean, but for any Miata though. Um just let Flying Miata take one of their V eight ones <laughs> V eight powered Bro, Miatas seriously. out there. Um I just want to look up Nurburgring lap times real quick, just yeah. to, just to remind people what, and also remind myself actually, of what is in that time frame because seven minutes and thirty three seconds is quite quick. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's old like I'll, I'm I'm pretty willing to bet like the first GT3 RS is in that range. So, a the I think it's a 2013. Uh, GT3, port 911 GT3, Not 7 minutes, off. 32 seconds. I'm pretty good. <laughs> this this little Miata is only one second behind a, a Porsche Carrera GT. Imagine seeing those two duke it out at Sebring. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. But um, yeah, only one second behind a Carrera GT. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty darn fast. Um. 
just as fast as a Pagani Zonda F. Wow. Um, also just as fast as a Koenigsegg CCX. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> also about just as fast as a Lexus LFA. Okay. And uh, the 991 911 Turbo S. It's even faster than that. Speaking about the LFA, I just want to talk. I just want to touch on this real quick. I sent it to you earlier this week, and I was livid when I saw this. A good old life, car lifestyle page um, posted up a posted up a poll. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was the LFA versus the Nissan GTR Nismo, mm. and I've talked about this in the past. How the GTR is still like a super overrated car, and it's mostly underrated among like teenagers. <laughs> and it's mostly underrated among teenagers that really don't know anything about cars because all they know is that you can make a 1,000 horsepower GTR uh-huh. and they're like, yes, it's the fastest car in the world. Same thing with the Supra, right? Like the old Supra. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, yeah, it's the fastest car ever. And so anytime that you go online and you see something that's got GTR or Supra, one of those two wins the poll. And in this particular poll, like I said, is GTR Nismo versus an LFA. The LFA is known for having possibly the greatest sounding engine on the planet. And it was it's also widely regarded as being one of the better driver car driver's cars oh, yeah. of the twenty tens. Yeah. Right? Lexus built that thing from the ground up to be a driver's car. Yes. As best as they could. Yes. And the Lexus at least when I looked at it, only had 20% of the vote. <sighs> are you are you willing to agree with me now that the GTR is overrated? <sighs> <laughs> after reading this, after seeing this. Dude. For the people that voted that, yes, <laughs> it, is o- it is overrated in their mind. Um, there is no way I would choose the GTR Nismo over an LFA. Absolutely no way. Like, how... I don't. I don't. I don't it know. Shouldn't be a thing. I don't know how to think about the people that voted GTR. Look, just I guess to kind of keep it fair and see their perspective. I mean, it is the a GTR fast Nismo car. is faster. It is. It is a faster car, but it is not a. It is. I wouldn't say it's a better car. No, it is not a more fun car to. I drive. don't care what the Nurburgring record is. No, me neither. Not right. in this perspective, at least. No. I'm definitely choosing the LFA. Yeah, it's gonna evoke much more emotion from me oh, than yeah. the than the, uh, than the GTR is. The GTR is just a, best way to describe it is very common. It's like playing PlayStation. <laughs> a little bit, although I think on on that perspective, I do think there's a lot of driving today's modern cars. You would realize uh, how many cars are like the GTR. Oh no, I know. Now it's it's kind of shaped the industry, I think, a little bit. There's a reason why I like like the mid two thousands cars the best. Yeah, same here. Yeah, they're they're just more fun. They're like one of the cars I want the most is the four thirty Scuderia because it's just like I the love coolest that car. freaking thing. I that, love no, it. I'd that, say that car is underrated. There's not a lot LP640. of people that talk about that car. Uh-huh. I love that car. I know, me too. That and an LP six forty are like the ones that I want. Mm. You know which one I'm talking about? The mm-hmm. Marshalago. Yes. Yeah. I. Two of the best cars ever made, in my opinion, right there. Yeah. Like, like mid 2000s, and, and Carrera GT. Oh, absolutely. 2000s. Ford GT. The people the love that. Previous Ford GT. Yeah. Like, 
even even kind of the current Ford GT because the current Ford GT is also fairly it's raw. It's just raw. It's very raw. The previous one was meant to be more of a cruiser, even though it didn't have any more. luggage space. The new one, uh, very raw. It's just race car. I've heard a lot of people reference it as close to being to the Senna, McLaren Senna yeah, as well. At least in terms of feel, not yeah. in terms of lap time, but in terms of feel. in terms of feel. Yeah, this is just that raw. Yeah. Um. I really like Ford for doing that. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you, Ford. There's a, there's a reason why I have a Mustang. Thank you. <laughs> sometimes sometimes Ford does good things. When they try to do good things, they do good things. Yeah, the Lightning wasn't one of those. But I mean, the the okay, truck itself was great. Marketing was bad. Anyways, I finished my tangent. <laughs> yes. Anyways, there was a fast Miata going around the Nurburgring. How did how did we go from Miata to Ford GT? <laughs> Because LFA time. Uh, I guess so. We started yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. the Nürburgring. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when we start talking about the Nürburgring, field's open to whatever happens. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Respect right. to this. Respect to this. Um, Do we have the dude's name? Or the tuner shop's name? Um, Costas Sidaris. And he's got a YouTube channel. Oh, sweet. Called One Lap Heroes, I think. Go check out his YouTube channel. One Lap Heroes. He One might have other Heroes. cool cars there too. Um, and and the Camaro engine, by the way, only had 320 horsepower. It was able to do that fast around the Nurburgring. Well, you really don't need a whole lot of horsepower right. in that car. Yeah. It's very light. No, you're you're like, not I think, I'm fairly certain the NC Miata only came with like 150 horsepower from factory. 180. 180? I'm not far off. Okay. <laughs> or actually, no. Hmm. No, because doesn't the new one have 180? Yes. I wouldn't think that the 20-year-old one would have the same horsepower, right? (laughs) I don't know. Who knows? Is what it is. All right. What's what have we got next? Um. (laughs) Uh. Well, let me see where we're at first, because neither of these two next articles are necessary. Um. Let's go to the poll. Okay, go to the And point. also, should we tease the idea that we have? Yes. So, we were looking at today's poll, which is two very closely contested supercars in terms... Or, supercars, sports cars in terms of like... Driver's cars. Driver's cars, yes. Manual transmission, um, ridiculously amazing engine notes. Um, uh. Well, the BMW M2, if you put an exhaust on it, you can kind of get it. Okay, in. whatever. This particular one, I'm sure, is even better. Uh, great chassis, manual transmission, chassis, great manual. engines. Yes. Yeah. So the works that got us thinking. What if we did a? It initially got us thinking, like, what if we just talked about this whole segment, like the, the basic segment? Mm-hmm. And then we were like, well, then we realized, like, oh, there's like ten plus cars in the segment. It's a big segment. Now. This might take a while to narrow down. And so basically, what we're going to be doing is over the course of the next several weeks, we're going to be doing a little tournament style. Um, to kind of determine what we think is the best car in the segment. And we're going to be doing an interactive um, on our Instagram pages, both our personal as well as the new one that we're starting up as of literally today mm-hmm. um, for the podcast as well. We're going to be sharing different clips and whatnot from the podcast. Um, and we'll be sharing some on our personal IGs as well. So if you, you know, want to follow any of us or follow both of us, actually, yeah, go ahead and give us a follow. Uh, uh, I, 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 Shouted us both out at the very beginning, so 
<laughs> yes. Um, um, but, and by the way, so because there's only two of us, if we happen to tie, whoever's win wins on social media is what declares the winner. Well, I think what we'll do, because we're going to have three different polls running, so we'll have an out of five. So we'll do three out of five. Whoever wins three, whichever car wins three out of five takes it. Okay. You like that? I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll figure it out later this week. Anyways, Anyways. there's going to be a tournament, and you got to follow us on the socials uh, to interact with the votes. Exactly. And we'll see who wins exactly. and from a few podcasts from now. Absolutely. So it's going to be fun, I think, for sure. Um, but today's poll... Today's poll is a great poll. Is a great poll because yes. it is the Cayman GT4 versus... The M2 CS. Oh, yes. And These are two of my favorite cars I've come out in this recent year. I have a feeling you and I are going to go completely opposite on this. Um, I don't think we will, but we'll see. What's yours? What's your take? Um, Man, they're both, just to start off, they're both great cars. Um, the engine in that M2 CS is a really great engine. It um, is. I've driven that engine a few times now. It's a, such a great engine. Um, not to mention also manual transmission and, and also BMW, fabulous chassis. BMW makes one of the best manuals on the market. So, and yep. And I also know that M2 chassis is also fantastic combined with the fact that's a CS. So there's even more stuff done to it. Also with the suspension, um, I'm choosing Cayman GT4. Oh, we're going the same route. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. definitely expected you to take the BMW. I'm not going to. Really? Lie. I did. I did. I don't know why I expected you to take the BMW. I just expected you to take the BMW. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your reasoning for going with the Cayman? Oh man. Um, I just also love that chassis and I just love the way Porsche's handle. There there really is a precision to the Porsches that as far from my experience is unmatched. Yeah. Um, and I'm also, BMW's slightly getting better, um, but BMW's electronic steering, I've never been a fan of. I mean, they at least have some feel in them now, though. A little some. bit. It's not, I've it's driven, not a Porsche's level. Yeah, exactly. I've driven the M2 competition, and the, the electronic steering still doesn't do it for me. And it's also not just the feel, it's also the ratio they choose. Um, I don't know. Just just how I interact with the car, Porsche nails. Yeah. They really nail. Even if you compare Porsche to Lamborghini, Ferrari, um, I say that the inputs, I call them the inputs, which would be the Everything. gear lever, the steering, brake, and um, throttle response. Everything just feels so tight. All of that. So Porsche, precise. Porsche nails so well. It's like drive. It's like it's like driving a go kart on the street. It's kind of how it feels when you drive a Porsche. It's like everything is like so tight mm-hmm. and it's so precise and it really is. You know what I mean? And it just feels so perfect. And that's not the only reason why I'm taking the Porsche, but also I know the other it's reason. Naturally aspirated six. That flat six sounds fantastic. And I don't remember where they cap out the the RPM at on the Cayman. I think it's close to nine. It's but like I nine thousand. Close to nine thousand. Pretty sure it's nine thousand. And that engine just sings. 
Yes. Like it's literally a harmony. If you if you go through a, if you go through a tunnel, it's all you're going to want to focus on is just that, and then you're probably going to want to turn around and then do it again and then turn around and do it again. Yeah, like, that's that's absolutely my other reason because I can I'll be honest with you, I could be driving a truck. But if it sounds good, I'll love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like to be honest, I am a sucker for good sound. Same. And combine that, that with <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and combine that with an absolutely fabulous chassis and Porsche inputs, as I called it. It's, it's hard to beat as yeah. an enthusiast vehicle. Yeah. Um, I think you could even argue that the Cayman GT4 is better than a few of the 911 models. Well, I, yeah, we, I would, I would, I would take one over. I was, I remember listening back whenever the old Cayman GT4 had come out, and I remember having a lot of, like, hearing a lot of discussion, like, oh, would you have the Cayman GT4 over like a base 911? Um, yeah, yes. I absolutely would. Like, I absolutely would as well. Um, I think Redline, it actually says Redline might be only eight thousand. Either way, it's still high. It's it's still it's good. still very high. As um, Matt Farah has said a few times, they got a sandbag that came in to make it not as good as the 911. Yep. I just wish that they lowered the gear ratios on the new one. Yeah. That's the only thing. And also, um, I watched his, I watched both the manual and also the PDK review by him because he gives some pretty good details of the cars. And also the PDK is also geared long. Yeah. So it's like, it what was. the heck? Yeah. I remember, I remember watching that one too. Yeah. It's that not was... even that much different than the manual. Yeah. Because if it was geared like, properly i'd almost say the pdk yeah get the pdk yeah but they're both geared the same so i mean get the manual if you can drive well. manual i mean heck even if you can't drive manual learn to drive manual <laughs> it's got rev matching exactly it's got rev matching you'll be fine i promise just 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 learn how to get it started and you'll get going and it'll be great yeah um get the manual <laughs> <laughs> yeah um m2cs is a great car though it is i think I think honestly, the biggest thing is just the steering. This is because also the brake and throttle response is also great on the BMWs as well. But the steering isn't quite at Porsche's level. No, and it is a little bit heavier because it's a little bit yeah. bigger of a car. Yeah, it's a little bit heavier. So you're gonna get a little bit more body roll. You're gonna get a little. You know what I mean? It's not quite as dirty, if you will. Yeah. As the Cayman is. Yeah. Although on the road, if I think about it, on the road. M2CS might be faster, maybe. Maybe. Because I think I think mainly because it's turbocharged, and I know that engine has torque all the time. Now, when you say on the road, do you mean like on normal city streets, like here in Tampa, mm. or are you talking like back roads? Kind of a mixture of both. Um. If it's a really well-paved back row, then the Cayman might take it. That's what I'm thinking as well. But I think in terms of like more just kind of random situations, I think the M2CS might be faster. So like darting in and out of traffic? Huh? Darting in and out of traffic. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. But yeah. either way, I'd, I'd still take the Cayman. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I love would, that I, motor. I mean, I would do. Although I would ideally have both. Ideally. And I'd also have a GT350. I was actually going to say, now let's add one more to the mix. <laughs> GT350. R. 3T350R. Yes. So. Oh, man. Isn't that hard? <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. literally 
like renowned as the three best drivers cars of the last 10 years i'd i'd largely agree with that yeah i do too i can't think of another driver's car yeah then that 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 beats these three out maybe except for the 911 gt3 i was gonna say maybe the 991.2 gt3 with a manual yeah probably or the 911r okay 911r is probably the king king of the bunch but how much more expensive can you get right you know what i mean exactly so like you have to spend that much more to beat these three cars for very minimal differences and the 911r right now i think they're still going for like 292 or something like like 290 range which is just still several yeah quite a bit (laughs) i remember Um, remember somebody tried to flip that thing for a million yeah yep i think i think one had even sold at like the seven hundred thousand dollar mark there was one that sold in nine hundreds Man. Right before Porsche announced the, the GT3. <laughs> yeah. Um, so would you switch your answer for the GT350R? <laughs> would you at least take the 350R over the M2CS? Yes. Okay. The other one, I plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah, I think I would too over the M2CS. And it honestly comes down to sound. Yeah, I mean, pretty much those two sounds are just so they're so different, but they're so both of them are just so intoxicating. Like it's hard oh, yeah. to it's hard to choose in in this scenario. Um I think I'm going to go to Cayman GT4. Just mainly be, because as a, a dedicated sports car platform. Yeah. And lower to the ground. Yep. Or a little bit lower. I think the Cayman's a little smaller. It is. Um, but also a lot more lightweight. I think I am going to go to Cayman as well. Um, different reasons, though. Okay. Because um, I would still... I mean, I drive a Mustang now, so I'm kind of used to the weight of it. and You know what I mean? I'm kind of used to the yeah. that whole thing. The main reason that I would take the, the Cayman over the, the GT350 is because of the interior. The interior of the Mustang is still a Mustang. Like, it's still cheap interior. Whereas yeah. with the Cayman, you're getting the... That's a very good point. You're getting the... Porsche quality interior. Yeah. Yeah. Even though for enthusiast vehicles, interiors don't matter as much, it is kind of a downer having that Mustang interior. It still plays a factor. Just saying. Yeah. 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 I definitely agree. Um, well, okay. Awesome. Well, we, wanted, we wanted the used car then? We got used car. Awesome. So this week's used car um, <laughs> is quite fun, and I see you're already looking at your car, and I'm not going to ask what it is, but it looks. I, I can kind of tell. A little bit. Can you? A little bit. I can I can tell it's a hatchback. <laughs> um but basically this week's um this week's used car is twenty five thousand dollar Italian cars. Oh, um, which really goodness. is is quite limited for the most part, unless you want to go with a basic Julia from Alpha Romeo. Yeah. So and it looks like you went possibly cheapy cheapy. I can't really tell. Um, I said like cheapy cheapy. I can't really tell. It looks like you didn't go too expensive, like in the budget, but I'm not really oh, no. sure. Um, I did uh, use up all of the budget. <laughs> I'm using most of my budget. Okay. So I'll go first because yours looks like it's going to be a surprise. So okay. You I'm go first. I'm going to go with the more, 
normal answer that you yeah, would I'll, go with. I, I went with a little bit of a, a slinger. So mine, oh crap, I lost it. Hold on, I gotta find it again. <laughs> this is such a funny used car. Topic. So mine was very much Ed Bullion or okay. uh, or Hoovy's Garage. Like that's kind of the way I went with this. So right. it's a 2010. Okay. Um, Ferrari derived. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say Ferrari derived engine. Yes. Um, mated with a six-speed shiftable automatic. <laughs> okay. Maserati Gran Turismo. I was gonna assume it's a Maserati with eighty-three thousand miles. That's actually a pretty good answer. It is a good answer, except that it has 83,000 miles. Right. AKA, it'll be in the shop every two days. It will be. Yes. Probably. But on that one day that it isn't in the shop, my ears will be very pleased. Yes. Actually, <laughs> I, I meant to say that when we we're talking about the um, GT4 versus M2CS, when we we're talking about sound, yeah. I, also, I also have kind of a low low-key love for the Gran Turismo because um, I've driven a few of those and that V8 does sound so good. It does. It, it definitely does. That sound alone makes me love it. This one here is located in San Francisco um, so I'm oh, not. Okay. I'm definitely not going to be taking the trip out there to go get it. No, because it will probably break down by the time we get it back. Yes, 100% yes and I'll have to I'll, I'll have visited <laughs> I will have visited a a uh, a mechanic shop in every state, in California. <laughs> oh, back I don't. I don't think it'd be that bad, <laughs> but I think at least once have, some, something's gonna happen. It could be something little, like a, a little sensor or something, but <laughs> something's probably gonna happen. I've met a mechanic in Arizona, New Mexico, oh, Texas. <laughs> you're gonna do a. You're gonna do a rate Maserati mechanic in each state review yes. by the end of it. <laughs> Gonna throw up a blog. Here is the best mechanic in each state. If you want, if you want a full report, to go visit this blog here. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Jeez. So that was my that was my pick, but I'm really curious as to what you got. <laughs> is it? Hold on, I want to try and guess the brand. Is it Lancia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's a 1989 Lancia Delta HF Integrale. Ooh. It's it's the hatchback you're thinking of, people. Yes. The Lancia Delta classic hatchback, although this one's a four-door. I had to get the four-door, and I don't think it's really a particularly special one. It's not the the super amazing rally. No, because they actually sell for a lot of money. Yes, they do. Um, They they sell for a few hundred thousand. Uh yeah, I, think, I saw they? I saw a few, um and like the nice ones with all and they had some of them had like all the racing decals and stuff, um they were like 120. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I couldn't get a nice one, but I was like, you know what, I want a Lancia Delta. That'd be fun. That'd be dope. I don't know how often it would work either, but I don't know either. <laughs> and I have to. You're gonna have to find some mechanic that can that knows this car. Yeah, exactly. Um, it only has forty eight thousand miles. That's not bad. And it's I mean, I see it's on. I see it's on Bring a Trailer. So, right. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, it looks, that's a good. It, that's it a, looks fairly clean too. The interior is actually pretty nice. The paint a, looks nice. 
That's a very good option. And now we come to the hard part because I actually really like both answers. Really? Man. I want to hear what you're taking first. I do love that Gran Turismo. But um, I think I'd actually take this Lancia Delta. I think it'd be so much fun. I think it would too. I think it, I I was going to say it'd be one that you can kind of toss around and like not really care that much, but you would want to care about that. About what? About the car. You would want to care about it. I was going to say like it'd be one that you can kind of toss around and not really care that much, but I feel like you would a lot with that car. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't look like, you know, an exotic sports car. Nope. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't like, you're not going to get the same vibe in terms of like having to feeling like you're going to have to take care of every little thing on it yeah and also i think um <sighs> i think something else to maybe mention too is that if you get if you got that gran turismo people look at you as you're trying to look richer than you really are yep. if you get this everyone's gonna think dude that's cool <laughs> yeah you pull up to the car me and this people are gonna be like oh my gosh i'll answer your delta yeah even if it's not like the special version or anything it's like that's pretty cool i think i'm taking the delta too hey yeah Let's go. I like it. I forgot that you could even get Lancia here ever. So <laughs> steering wheels on the left side and everything. I was trying to find um, some old Alfa Romeos is what I really was trying to find. But Yeah, I looked too, but there really weren't any. Yeah, I did see um oh, I forget what the exact model is, but it's a little two door convertible from I think the eighties or yeah. something. I saw I saw a clean one of those. But yeah, you could always just play it safe and just get a Ghibli. Oh, God. <laughs> no. No. The Ghibli. Uh, I'd much rather just get a 3 Series, even like if it's Ghibli, a base model. I genuinely feel like the Ghibli is the most disappointing sedan of the last 10 years. Oh, actually, I thought for a second, I thought you said Julia. My bad. No, Ghibli, not Julia. Ghibli's not as bad. I like the Julia. Quadrifolio? Yes. A base models. I mean, no, but I'm not particularly a fan of the base model 3 series either. I would certainly take a base model 3 series over Julia. I'd have to drive them back to back. I've driven a few base model 3 series. They're actually decent. I mean, yeah. I just, I don't know. I'd want to drive them back to back and then yeah. decide from there. I guess so, yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I like the Julia. I think it's a beautiful car. I think it's a very pretty car. Even the non even the non QVs are very pretty cars. Okay. But obviously, you'd want the, you'd want the QV. What's your favorite Italian car of all time? Sure, <laughs> that's difficult. This is a very hard question. <laughs> Why are you hitting me with this right now? I don't know. Goodness. Um, let's say I don't know the Alpha. Um, What's the name of that race car? Let's say not including Lamborghini and Ferrari, by the way. Okay. Because that makes it exceptionally That's, much harder. Those aren't even ones that I'm thinking of, though. Um, there's there's an old there's an old Alpha race car. I can't think of the name of it. Um, it like dominates Forza leaderboards all the time. Oh my! I'm gosh. sure you can think of exactly which about. car. I'm I know what about. you're talking about. It's annoying. Yeah. Stradale, but yes, it's like something Stradale. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, but either know. that or the Eight C. The Eight C. The Eight huh. C is just gorgeous. Yeah, I have no clue how that drives, but that is a gorgeous car. It is a gorgeous car. Now, if we're including driving, 
but we're not talking about Lamborghini or Ferrari. Pagani's on to F. Oh, come on. Okay, I wasn't talking about Pagani. Come on now. Okay, so you're, no talking, you're talking about like lower-end cars then. Kind of, like I Maserati know. and below. Um, I don't know. That means that that Alpha that I was talking about is like out of the picture then, because that's like a three or four million dollar car now. Um, actually, I think that's fine. Really? You can choose that. Okay. Yeah, it's not really more so a price thing. It's the brands. If I if we include a Ferrari and Lamborghini, then there's just so many heavy hitters in yeah. those brands. But if you want to say that Alpha, go ahead. Okay. In that case, it's the uh, the old Alpha that I can't entirely remember the name of, but but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, if it's Alpha, I think it's called the 33. I think it is. I think it is as well. 33 Shodale. I I believe that's the name. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go if it's a newer one and yep, that's the name. 33 Shodale. There you go. So he's choosing that one. Um, I would actually, um, if it's a newer one and also the higher end trim, I don't even remember exactly the, um, trim name. But it's the one that's a different body kit with the exhaust tips in the middle, or somewhat in the middle, is actually a Gran Turismo. The newest one. The oh the the um, Super Trofeo. I think so. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Gran Turismo Super Trofeo. Yeah, because I I do like the Gran Turismos. I do, I do think too. I just wish the interiors were updated because otherwise those would be just phenomenal. Yeah. Um. I also think that's actually kind of the charm of the Maserati Gran Turismo. I actually like how you can still buy it new, but it's not just invested with technology. And also the Gran Turismo's interior quality is actually not as it's not that bad. No. Like it's actually decent. Assuming it's, I mean the the Gran Turismo is good. Yeah. The Ghibli and the the other ones, the, the quality the doesn't day. seem to be quite there. Because uh-huh. the thing is with the Gran Turismo is that they still use all the old switches. Yeah. They don't use the switches from when they were bought by Fiat and stuff. Yeah. They still use the old ones. Yeah. So when you get in it, you're not reminded of a Dodge uh, Dart. Dart. Yeah. You're not reminded of those cars. And also, I, I feel like the interior quality, the whatever their suppliers are for the, for the Gran Turismo, is also different. The leathers are different as well. Um, so the interior quality, I actually don't feel as bad in the Grand Turismo at all. Not as what some people think of Maserati to be. Um, the Grand Turismo is nice. Um, and also if it has, if it's a newer one, the screen at least has Apple CarPlay. True. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. As long as I have Apple CarPlay, I'm fine. Also, I just want to point out that I completely forgot that the MC20 is coming out. Yeah. I completely forgot about that car. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really covered it much. Uh, no, but, but whenever, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be what? I think it's uh, like NSX territory, correct? Um, Yeah, somewhere in there. NSX. Audi R8, yeah. NSX. I think if if done properly, that could put Maserati back on the map. If it's done well, it could. Because, you know, here's something I will say after driven Maseratis. Um, there's some things that aren't, as good as some of their competitors, but they do still know how to make a fun car. And they know, they also know how to make a car with personality. Yeah. And that's what Maserati's good at. And I think you just figure out the other areas. Maserati could very well still be in the game. Yeah. In like 
be really attributed as being a great brand they just and making great products. Out, they just have to figure out their tech and they have to figure out the reliability. Tech and then some of their quality. Yeah, quality and reliability. And yeah. reliability. Yeah, because reliability um, has been shoddy. Right, but, but when but when they're driving good, I want to see they have personality. See Alpha and I want to see Maserati back in the game, like killing True. it. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, I miss it. I miss I miss. My come Italian, on, Italians. My Italian brethren, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I need y'all to step back up. Anyways, I think... That's pretty good. Yeah. Like I, said, good. like I said, I'm taking the GTV or the... Out, or, yeah. I'm taking the... I'm taking the... Uh, Valencia. Gosh, I can't. Okay. I'm clearly sleepy. <laughs> it is getting a little later. It is. So, um, I think we'll go on ahead and end it there. What do you think? Yeah. Go ahead and there. You can awesome. do an outro. So, yeah. So um, if you guys did make it all the way through, we definitely do appreciate you. Um, go on ahead. Give us a share if you did enjoy. Share it with one of your closest friends. Kind of let them know, hey, yo, you like cars. This podcast is pretty sick. Um, and definitely give us a share. Um, go on ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Josh underscore Bayless. Give Donovan a follow at D Tompkins Photos. Also, give us a follow on TikTok. We just made one of those. Give us a follow on um, Instagram as well. Instagram as well. What's the handle on the Instagram? Did you? The Next Apex. The Next Apex. Just at, the Next Apex. At the Next Apex on Instagram and then at Next Apex P on. Next Apex P because some guy out there with five followers took the Next Apex, apparently. Yep. <laughs> so, kind of annoying. I'm not going to lie, but it is what it is. <laughs> Um, and then give us a follow on YouTube now as well. Hopefully. Um, assuming we can get it up by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it might be. Yeah, it should be. So go and have a go on ahead. Give us a follow on YouTube. If you are watching this on YouTube, thanks for giving us a follow. So, well, Yay. we hope, or, you know, at least watching the video. Um, yeah, we hope you have a great one and, uh, we will see y'all on the next apex. Yes, sir.